happening, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck Livingston, reporting to you with another fine edition of the Hogcast. As always, thanks for listening, and we are joined by Logan Livingston. What's up, everybody? And Colby Yarbrough. Hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, guys, we've got a great show in store for y'all tonight. We've got a lot of th- a lot of things are happening around this holiday season. We got another uh, interview with a potential Arkansas Razorback football recruit. We've got hoops going on. Uh, Logan sat through the cold and rain to uh, to check out the Class 3A state title game the other night in War Memorial Stadium. Ended up being a well of a game. He's got some observations about a few Razorback commits from that game. And we're going to talk about some SEC football. And most importantly of all, to me and my heart, we're going to hate on Texas a little bit. Yep. We're going to cram all that into today's episode of the Hogcast. Now, we're going to start off with Dayton. The Arkansas Razorback basketball team hosted the Dayton Flyers yesterday at Bud Walton Arena. We're recording this on Sunday night. Uh, Arkansas was victorious in the game, but it was a... I felt it personally. I felt like they got up and they sort of they sort of coasted on home. What did y'all see? Yeah, they they started off real strong. Um, I missed the first part of the game, but uh, from the second half, it felt like Dayton kept on making a few runs to get it really close. I know they got within eleven a couple times after being up or being down a lot in the first half. Um, it was good to see Madden kind of do better. Um, he scored twelve points. He was our second biggest scorer. Still not very many assists, but the turnovers were down to three, which was good. That was one of my I guess favorite moments of that is Madden looked a little bit better. You don't like the turnovers in basketball? No, the turnovers are bad. And I know Colby, Colby's boy Durham was playing really, really well as well. He definitely needs some more time. That is Colby's boy. I think Colby's trying to adopt him. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like Durham. Uh, he, he's probably the – they needed a true point guard. And uh, you could, I, could, I could tell the difference when he started and played a, 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 a lot of time this past uh, – this past game, uh, the, it just seemed like everything just flowed so much better with him. You know, the ball didn't get stuck. Uh, he, uh, he knew when it gets to Portis when it's hot. Uh, he looked for him on the uh, – Portis come up with the pick uh, in the row, and uh, Durham would hit him, and, and that's what you need in a point guard. Someone could take charge of the team, and someone can find who's got the hot hand. I'll tell you something else. Before the season, I was talking a lot of trash about Ja'Cory Williams. He actually led the team with assists in this game. I didn't, even realize, I didn't even realize that, actually, but that's amazing. Ja'Cory's been pretty – he's been actually uh, more of a role on this team than I thought he would have been, which is good uh, for somebody else to step up. He's probably the most improved player, and uh, I know a bunch of people have thought, you know, it might not work out at Arkansas, and he's definitely um, earned his uh, – he started at Dayton, and he's definitely earned that and uh, the minutes he's getting. He's been a big boost to this team. Yeah, I definitely well, agree. He's one of the most improved. Go ahead, Chuck. That's the upside with having uh, being so deep, and that was one of the things we were excited about coming into this season. You know, if if you've got a guy out on the floor and it's not his night and he's not producing, you literally can replace him with somebody else. Where in the past, I felt like we were hamstrung. Kai Madden was one of those guys a lot. You know, early on, where whether he's got it or he doesn't have it, you have to play him because you don't have anybody else. You know, now this year, if Durham's not getting it done, or you know, uh, it, you know, Jacory's not getting it done, you know, we've got a plethora of other guys ready to step in. And, uh, again, there you'll have nights where it's nobody's night, and I understand that. Um, but from a pure talent standpoint, having 12 players, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. But I think Mike Anderson finds a way to utilize all of them because there's there's playing time for everybody. And you've got guys that are now in the game that are confident uh, producing in the contest where they can step in and they can pick up right where the guy left off. Um, and I'll tell you something. Go ahead, Colbs. And I think, you know, Mike Anderson is still kind of finding, you know, who works best with who and kind of the rotations to do. Um, and, I, you know, I think it's kind of been some of the problems we have with Clemson, Iowa State, um, who who comes in and plays well with each other and that chemistry they're kind of bit trying to build. 
Yeah, it'll take some time. I think I think early I think early on in the SEC schedule we'll start seeing the main core rotations come to play. It just takes some time to see who works well with what, um, especially when you're playing you know ten or eleven guys. We had eleven guys score against Dayton, um, so it's gonna take some time to figure that out. But I think I think we're getting better. Dayton's a good team. Uh, they only had one loss coming into the uh, to the game. They lost uh, number seventeen UConn in one of those big tournaments at the beginning of the season. So they're and, no slouch. And they're certainly like, better than Clemson. They are better than Clemson. And they're 29-8. Um, I don't know how many years that's, uh, that span is, but they're 29-8 against uh, top five or the power conferences. So, you know, they, they're used to playing big-time teams, and, and they've had a pretty good win percentage. I'm going to make a sort of a controversial statement, too, and you guys can agree or disagree with me as you feel uh, like you need to. Bobby Portis is good at basketball. No, nope, that's uh, terrible. That, that's a, okay, you don't like that? All right, never mind. Uh, I mean, he's just the, – the, it's a pleasure to watch. Here's what I was telling somebody the other day. We've, we've seen so many recruits come and go since uh, the Arkansas heyday in the mid-90s, you know, when Corliss and that group left out. Even Kareem Reed and Pat Bradley, they had moments together. They Sweet 16, won a couple tournament games. That's all great. Um, but since that time, we've had a lot of guys come through that were supposed to be the savior. You know, Ronnie Brewer had a nice career. Olu Famatimi never panned out. Um, Al Jefferson never made it to the campus. But it's, it's refreshing to have a guy – that was so highly touted coming out of high school, like Bobby was. You know, McDonald's All-American. He's supposed to be this guy who's going to save the program. And he's not only been everything that he was hyped up to be, he might actually be better. He's certainly better this year. He might be better than we even expected. Like, I thought he'd be pretty good. I just wasn't sure. He's a monster. Yeah, I look back last year to that Alabama game where he dropped 32. Oh that game, he literally took over. He was our only source of offense. He just came as a true in freshman. as a true freshman and just took over. Like, couldn't be stopped. I mean, the guy's for real. I mean, we'll be we'll be lucky to have him another year. Cause I, I mean, the, I think he's projected as a first-rounder already or a top-three-rounder. So. Yeah, his uh, worth work ethic is what I think separates him from most players. What, what kind of sold me on Portis is last year when he first came in. And they played some – uh, you know, Cal. no name team last year at the beginning of the year, and they Arkansas won by thirty. And then I seen where somebody posted or tweeted said Portis after the thirty point win, he's out there practicing. After they just had a big win, it's not after a loss. It went after a close game, or he had a bad, he had a good game, and he came out there and he's already practicing, trying to get better. And you just don't see that in a lot of players today. And he just he just tries to get better. He's always working on his game. They said that Mike Anderson said it's hard to keep him out of the gym because he's he's in there constantly. And and you know I'll just love to see that. And you know, and he's for the team. Like that's the other thing. He actually he plays within the team concept. You know, he he's a guy that easily could demand more touches, you know, especially on the nights where you're struggling. But he, you know, he doesn't call anybody out. It seems like he's a great teammate. He always plays hard. I nev- I've never once doubted, man, it seems like Bobby's kind of coasting here like I have in the past with some other players. Uh, he's just been a joy to watch for two years. I'm with Logan. I mean, I think he's gone. Uh, but if he's going to dominate like that, then I understand. Like, he, you know, he's got money Can't to make. And, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, I'd love for him. I'd love for him to play all four years, but that would be absurd. You know, he's it's going to get to the point where he's going to be averaging 20 and 14, and, I mean, you can't prove anything else. And Nolan was on a, interviewed on both shows, kind of like you were talking about. He's not really – he'd always demand the ball probably as much as he should, but Nolan came on and said he's got to get meaner and start demanding the ball. And then Thursday I heard him interview, and he's like, yeah, and he said the same thing. He's like, i got to start demanding the ball in key situations. And uh, he did that early against Dayton, and, and um, uh, hopefully he can get even better at that. He's almost too nice sometimes. And, right. 
and in case situations, he just needs to start telling, you know, hey, Madden or Durham, you know, hey, give me the ball. Well, here's the thing. He's the best offensive scorer we have. I mean, he's the, he's that guy. So, I mean, if, if there's anybody that's going to need to take over the game, it's going to be him. So, right. I can, and, I can and, see that. And here's the thing. If I'm one of the guards, I know that as well, and I'm trying to get him the ball. even Whether he's asking for it or not, I'm like, damn, i got to get Bobby the ball because, like, I mean, he's hooping. He's got 23 already. Like, you know, you, you've got to consider that. And he's a uh, – but again, you know, that's just, he's still a young guy. What is he, nineteen or twenty? And mm-hmm. um, but he can. There, I haven't found anybody yet that he can't score on. He's got that jumper now. He's hitting three pointers, but he can also play inside. Uh, I mean, if I'm an NBA team and I see a young kid like that, I mean, I want him on my my team. He's a modern four, and uh, you know, he's even probably a center in some packages if you know he puts on some more weight, you know, his body frame. But uh, he, you know, he, that, we're looking down the line. I hope he stays at Arkansas forever. Just plays eight years for us. But, yeah, um, play forever. Just play forever. Just never leave, you know. But uh, you know, he's just a pleasure to watch, and he he is that type of guy. And if he does get to the point where he's demanding the ball and open his game, I mean, that's even that's remarkable. And uh, there there'll just be a slew of bodies lying in his wake if that ever happens. So. <laughs> and, well, and like like you were talking about, um, you know, like Durham or something, you're trying to get him the ball. I mean, that just opens up their game more. Durham was talking about that in the the post game, uh, uh, his comments after the game. He was talking about how. Had opened his shot up, and he had three uh, pointer or three three pointers, and that's mainly because you know when he tossed it down to Bobby, the defense had to sag in to kind of help on him, and he had wide open shots. Yeah, that's the thing; we got to hit these wide open shots. Like with him and Bell, they both for us to be successful down the road, we're going to need those two to step up and hit those big shots. Because I think Bobby's going to score no matter who we're playing against. Um, it's just going to be the matter: can our outside guys make them pay for you know doubling up Bobby on those possessions? Right, and again, at that point, if they realize, if they feel like they can get by with not, um, you know, with not, with not double, they don't have to honor the outside shot, then that makes it easier to double them. So it's, it's one of those chicken or the egg arguments. You know, if Bobby's being doubled, that's great, but you also have to make them pay for doubling down. You have to capitalize on those jumpers, and um, you know, that's just one of those things that, uh, you know, you got to work on. It'll come with chemistry, and it'll come with. You know, guys spotting up in the correct position and get actually getting the ball to Portis to where they can actually crash down and, and double him up. You know, so uh, anyway, Dayton, I expected a win just because I always feel like Arkansas should win, especially at home. Um, again, I'm still shaken by the road woes. You know, Iowa State was a bad loss just because of how we completely no showed it. But Clemson is unacceptable. You look at some of the teams Clemson lost to. Uh, they had some really bad losses, and that's a team that Arkansas just lost to. And again, they were up in the game, but um, we'll get an opportunity to go back on the road. Um, Georgia, isn't it? Yeah, Georgia's oh, not the first conference game. play. Yeah, yeah oh, so first goodness. conference game. Yeah, we got a few weeks off here. Not off, but we got to play a bunch of. Uh, we're done with uh, the toughest the part hitters, of our. Yeah. yeah, our heavy hitters and non-conference are done now. So we're hitting the lower end of our non-conference, uh, getting ready for conference play. But our first next test should definitely be that Georgia game on the road. Uh, Against you know. a, a bad – what projects as a bad team uh, in the SEC. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, you know, they've lost some players and things like that. So, like I said, it – for me, looking forward, I'm sort of in a, in a holding pattern. I'm in a wait-and-see thing. It's great to beat Dayton. That's a good team. I expect they'll be in the NCAA tournament again. They're, they're a power in that uh, – in their conference. Uh, but, again, I need you to show me something you haven't shown me yet. And uh, even the SMU loss has sort of been diminished a little bit because of some of the struggles they've had, and they lost, you know. So it, uh, I'm looking forward to January. Was that sixth? January sixth. January sixth at Georgia. You know, all these other games. Like I think, like Logan said before the the show, nobody's going to care unless we lose. Uh, 
which is probably pretty astute. I mean, unless if Southeast Missouri pops up and beats us on Saturday, then there will be worried. But, but I Mike's, just don't see Mike's chair would be on fire, like literally, <laughs> literally set it like, on like, fire. <laughs> like he'll get to Bud Walton. It's like, oh God, hey, can I get another chair? This one's flaming. No, that's your chair. <laughs> you Go ahead sit and have there, a seat, Mike. Coach. Uh, but anyway, so we only had one game this week. You know, we, we covered it. I think we like. You know, it's a, it's a, what could be a key win against Dayton. Um, now, as we, we touched on last week, we um, uh, Arkansas is playing Texas in the uh, Texas Bowl this year. Uh, it's going to be on uh, December 29th. And the reason people are excited about this, uh, about the possibilities, is because Texas is such an old rival of Arkansas, um, obviously. So, uh, you know, so we started talking. It's like, why do you hate Texas? Uh, you know, and like, uh, I'll just start with Colby. Colby, why do you hate Texas? Their arrogance. Oh, first of all, it's boring. I, I don't know what it, I guess if you're an if you're an Arkansas fan, you're just kind of born hating Texas. You're taught to hate them, but it's just kind of their arrogance, um, you know. And it's not just with Arkansas; it's all the other teams. You know, they want more money in the Big Twelve than anybody. It's kind of it'll probably be when when the Big Twelve eventually I think breaks up, it'll be because of Texas and their yeah. arrogance. Yeah, I was actually talking about that with these guys in the group message. Uh, I wanted to kill the Big Ten just because or the Big Twelve <laughs> just to ruin Texas's life. Um, but yeah, I mean, their their greed is like out of control with the the Longhorn Network and stuff. Like, they're the reason the Big Twelve is so chaotic right now, and no one really wants to join it. Um, they're just ridiculous, really. Like, I I just don't understand. Like, for a six and six team, their fans and their like, I don't know, it's just like ridiculous arrogance and greed. I just I'm just not a fan, and I want to kill the Big Twelve so they can go be an orphan somewhere. <laughs> Logan wants to murder the Big Twelve's program. Dude, um, I, we actually talked about it. It's possible. <laughs> it is possible, and it actually is not even that far fetched if we got both Oklahoma schools. Uh, for me, hating Texas, you know, I didn't. Uh, the first year I really watched the Razorbacks was like 1995. Uh, year where the Razorbacks won the SEC West. I really got into football that year. Chicago Bears as well. That's my NFL team. And uh, but that also was after the advent of the Texas rivalry. You know, so like my dad would always make comments about, oh, you know, to hell with Texas. You know, but I didn't understand it. I didn't really study Texas as far as I knew. They were just a goofy team with a, a bull as their as their mascot with a goofy orange color as you know as their main color. I didn't understand. But then we played Texas in the 2000 Cotton Bowl. You started seeing things on ESPN Classic, a Razorback message board I was on at the time. They were all talking about why Texas was terrible. And now all these things since then have all been uh, magnified. You know they ran Texas A&M off. They've ran Nebraska off to the Big Ten. Other schools are going to leave now. Texas A&M threw such a fit this year to not play Texas because they're so done with Texas that they, they are literally, they're going to Memphis to play West Virginia just because they don't want to have anything to do with Texas. It's like a very messy divorce. It's like that psychotic ex-wife that like totaled your car, set your clothes on fire, you know, told your kids that you're a drug addict, all this stuff. <laughs> like Texas is that abusive, significant other that you can't wait to get away from. And like, here's the thing. I didn't understand once upon a time about Texas but I understand full well now. I mean, they are they're a dumpster fire, and they deserve all the bad things in life to happen to them. They deserve to be the Notre Dame of the South with no conference, no prospects, and for them to just like be trying to scare up not you know twelve out of conference games forever. I sincerely hope uh, they're left without a conference. I hope they run everybody off. I hope half the teams go to the Pac-12. I hope the other Oklahoma and Oklahoma State come to the SEC. The other ones do whatever they do, and they just disband, and Texas left holding the bag with Beaver. Like, I hope that's what happens. Like, I really do. They just play the orange-white game all the time, every yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, hey, the, on the Longhorn Network. On the Longhorn yeah, Network. On the Longhorn Network, exactly, because nobody would care. 
I like how we all made that. We were going rushing to make the same joke. Uh, like, and that might sound crude. That might sound harsh. But look, here's the thing. If you don't know how to play with, I learned this when I was like three. You got to learn how to share, man. You're in a conference with these other schools. They they help you out too. Like you know, it makes everything easier. Travels easier. You know, scheduling's easier. But you think you're entitled to a bigger? Why do Why do you deserve a bigger piece of the pie, Texas? I mean, you're. You know, you're just as important as everybody else. And some of these other schools are probably glad they got away. Sort of like Arkansas. You know, I'll get a lot of people have said this about Frank Broyles. The man was a visionary. He got away from Texas before it was cool. Mm-hmm. Frank was like the hipster. Frank's the hipster. Of, yeah, Frank's the hipster of getting away, of like hating on Texas. You know, I'll always respect him for that. Um, so, yes, I'm excited for the for the Texas Bowl. I, I guess yeah. you could say that. I, uh, another thing that I saw, like, to go along with that greed and stuff, I saw somewhere where it, their, their cost of their program is like $28 million, But because of the Longhorn Network and the way that they share revenue over there, they're actually making over $100 million in in profit. And they want more. And they're, like, by far the number one. Like, it's not even close. Like, even Alabama's, like, significantly farther behind them. You know why? Because they're not douchebags like Texas. They share their revenue with everyone in the SEC. In, in Texas, it's not like they've won one national championship in, like, how many years? It's not like they've just been, like, dominating they people. Five, but they yeah. had once before that. So like, the 70s? Yeah. Two, maybe? Yeah, it was It was one year. They won in 69, obviously, because mm-hmm. they cheated and beat Arkansas. Um I don't know if they cheated or not. I'm just going to assume they did because they're Texas. Um, <laughs> but they – I don't care. They sue me. Whatever. Talk to my attorney. Uh, but, no, they they may not have even won in the 70s. I'm trying to think. It might have – 69 might have been their last national title. That's a long time. And, uh, and I did 05. And I didn't know this, but, like, apparently back in the day when we played in the Southwestern Conference, like, we – all the, our refs who refed our game against Texas were all from Texas. Like, we couldn't have any outsiders. Mm-hmm. They were all refs from Texas. And it's like, golly. Actually, we're the, we're I, the only, we were the only school outside of Texas, yeah. right, right, the Southwest Conference. And that's another reason Frank wanted to uh, to get out of town. Uh, actually, there's a uh, – 1962, we played down there, and uh, we were up seven – we were up six to nothing all day long. Six to nothing. We scored first. We're marching up and down, and then people swear that when Texas had the ball in the last drive, like their chain crew was setting into like eight yards to go instead of ten. Like people, again, this is all hearsay. I mean, the Arkansas people could easily be lying, but they they were so dishonest, and they're such terrible people in Austin that they were like literally like shortening the first downs. Which, <laughs> if you think about it, like that makes SEC refs look like angels. Yeah, actually, <laughs> it, it was Penn Wager's dad, Jim Wager, Jim down there. Um, and they again, they, it was eight yards to go to get a first down. So like that, that that's what that's what we were up against every time we go play in Austin. And yeah, and like there was also the controversial call against SMU in 1982. That was at the height of the uh, the Pony Express era. Um, that game was played in actually Dallas's Cowboy Stadium, and uh, very controversial pass interference. Yeah, Arkansas routinely got the short end of the stick against um, uh, in the Southwest Conference days, and that's just. You know, it's not me being biased. That's just how it was. You know, so that's why those big wins over Texas were always such a big deal because you not only beat Texas a lot of times, you also beat the officials. And um, but again, that's sour grapes. You know, we're, here's Arkansas. my thing also with all the ref help that they probably got during those times, they still didn't win many national championships. That's the no. sad thing of all of that. Exactly. Yeah. That, here's the thing. Texas should always be good. Like Arkansas, we've all talked about how they don't produce as many high end recruits, and you know maybe their budget's not. Arkansas, you can see where they would want to peak every three or four years. If you're Texas and you're the flagship school in an entire state that worships high school football on Friday nights, you should always be good. Like, you should always win 11 games. 
and for you not to, that's an indictment on you more than, I mean, that, that coach is screwing it up. Like it's almost, Texas is almost more trouble than it's worth, you know? So it, for Texas to ever have a down year to me, it, it, it's bizarre because think about it. If, if you're from the university of Texas, all you have, that's all you have to say to a kid, right? Hey kid, I'm from Texas. Unless his parents are like, went to A&M or something. That's all you need. Like, mm-hmm. well, Mac Brown kind of there at the end. Uh, and that, yeah, Mac Brown at the end, and then plus Johnny Manziel happening made the A and M swap for a lot of fans in Texas kind of awkward. <laughs> yeah, but again, now you know Johnny's gone. A and M's kind of mediocre, and Charlie yeah. Strong's going to rebuild Texas. So like, I agree. I agree. Here, here's the it took it took a it was like the perfect storm for two years for the fans to pay attention not to Texas. You know what I mean? Like it, mm-hmm. all this stuff had to go right. Mac was slacking up on recruiting and Johnny football, but like it's going to be back to normal. And like I said, Texas will always be a big deal. It's just you know, I hate that. The two best teams in Texas right now are Baylor and TCU. Which is, if you had told, if you had the time machine and you went back and told Frank Burles that in 1970, he would have had you committed. What are you talking <laughs> about, boy? It's not even close either, really. Oh, no. No, no it's not no, a debate at all. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. A&M was, uh, I mean, they won seven games in the SEC West. But other than that, you know, it's sort of, um, you know, it, it's, it's pretty much it. But. Anyway, so that was Texas hate for this week. We might come back to it next week. I feel like I really dominated it there, let it spill over. I'm sorry for taking over. It's bad uh, blood there. There's a little bit of bad blood. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know, all right, so um, there's some big news this week. Will Muschamp, uh, most recently of the University of Florida, uh, was relieved of his duties as head coach of the Gators. And uh, he landed on his feet, as, as any top-notch assistant should. Notice I didn't say top-notch head coach because, well, we just watched what happened there. Um, but he's a, he's a very high-end assistant, so much so that the demand for him was great. He ended up with the Auburn University Tigers and uh, Gus Malzahn. Colby, what do you think about the hire? I mean, it's a good hire. I, I just kind of wonder how he's going to work with uh, Malzahn's offense. Um, you know, he's kind of hurts your defense being on the field as much as they are. Um Ellis Johnson, and he he's he's no must champ, but he was a proven coordinator. Had some really good defenses at South Carolina, so I'm just interested to see how how it works out. Hopefully, it don't work out good because I mean, first of all, they're Auburn, and they're you know another team. You know, I don't I don't, I don't like seeing anybody else win. But um, what other teams do you like other than Arkansas? What other teams do you like? You know, I, I kind of like Georgia. I, you know, I like them. I, <laughs> I, I respect I respect Alabama. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's not like I'm heartbroken. They're not my team, but you know, if if Arkansas didn't wasn't going to win. I, I don't mind seeing Georgia or Alabama, but besides that, I'm just I like, I, I just hope they all lose. But, but it, it'll be interested, interesting to see how it works. I'm just kind of surprised Muschamp. You know, I was really thinking South Carolina because he could probably work out something. Him and Spurrier are friends. He could work something maybe, you know, in a, uh, maybe a coach in waiting when Spurrier retires because he don't have much or many more years left, maybe one or two. And so I, I just really thought that's where his lean. I know Ward's still at South Carolina, but his defense is horrible and you know, I was thinking he'd get fired, but, and that's where I thought he was going. And then the Houston job kind of popped up and I thought that'd be, you know, some coaches use that as a stepping stone. So, I, you know, I thought he might could go there and kind of land on his feet and kind of get things going there and then move up to, you know, another uh, big time job. But, you know, I, I guess we'll just see what happens. Logan. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's a huge hire. Um, me and Colby were joking around that Muschamp's actually going to be getting paid more than Malzahn now with the buyout from <laughs> the buyout from Florida and his paycheck from uh, Auburn because he's now uh, debatable. I think he is actually one of the the highest paid coordinator now. He's uh, stacking. Uh, he's stacking his paychecks. He's got all kinds of cash. Yeah, but um, yeah. I mean, it's scary for us now. You got a defense to go along with uh, uh, Malzahn's offense. So I mean, like Colby said, it's going to see if he can actually prove a dominant defense with how Malzahn plays offense, but 
Uh, it's scary um, if they do get it figured out because I know Malzahn can score on anybody. So it's, it's scary. Uh, scary for Arkansas. And, and we don't know what kind of defensive talent is going to be left on the plant, uh, you know, at Auburn as well. Like, that's the other question. Like, you know, he, I mean, he'll be able to sign some recruits this year, but I, we don't know what the scheme is going to be like and everything. You know, so it, I don't think it's a slam dunk yet. I mean, I, I think that obviously they're going to be better on that side of the ball, let's be honest. Um, he's just a great defensive coach. I just think it's in, you know it'll be. I'm not ready to just grant them the West because I mean of one higher. You know, I mean it, it'll be a, you know there'll be some adjustments and things like that. It'll take them a while. I mean, I'm kind of thankful that we play Auburn near the front half of the schedule next year as opposed to the back half. But uh, again, you know, we sort of know what we're doing anyway. So, uh, but but yeah, I mean, he's a big name. So, what were you saying, Coles? I said it'll be interesting if um, you know Auburn, you know, goes eight and four or something. Um, you really can't. I wonder how much heat will go on Coach Malzahn um, because, you know, he get, he's got this big-name coordinator and, you know, you know, he They're might get some, well. yeah, he might, you know, get some heat, you know, saying, you know, maybe your offense is hurting your defense. So, you know, it, it, just, it just, you know, who knows what's going to happen. It'll just be interesting to see. You know and who we, would love that? Arkansas fans. Kobe. Well, Arkansas, Kobe, Arkansas <laughs> fans, and Frank Broyles. If that's what happened, Frank Broyles going to be, I told y'all. I told y'all 2006, by God. <laughs> Hey, but it, I would still take that bug to cover on our offense immediately. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Jim Chaney, he can take Jim Chaney's seat immediately. He, he can live in Jim Chaney's house. I don't care what happens there. Just just please get here. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, I did, but I didn't want – I didn't do it, you know, purposely. No, no, no. I, I was just talking about um, Saban since they've kind of changed their uh, offenses. He even said their fundamentals on defense haven't been as good this year. They're still winning, of course. You know, they've got so much talent. It don't matter really, I don't think. What, what they do there, but, um, you know, I think their defense isn't as good as it has been in the past, and I think that's because they run a more up-tempo kind of offense. Well, I mean, as your guys get tired, it's just that's just yeah. a part of life. I mean, if you got to play hard for all these snaps, you know, it, it, it's just natural that, um, you know, the, you know, you, you, you even no matter how de- how many recruits you've got on that side of the ball, no matter how deep you might be, if you go two or three deep, you're still going to – there's going to be some fall off if you're on the field for – X amount is that many more plays than your offense is. You know, like the Auburn game was a prime example. They were both scoring like it was Madden or something, but it was fine because Alabama was up and you know, and they, they didn't mind trading touchdowns once they got up by three touchdowns. Does that make sense? Like anytime uh, you're up three touchdowns, you don't care about touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime you're up three touchdowns, you're you're in a pretty good place. Mm-hmm. Um you're you know, mentally. So uh yeah, I'm I'm with you know, it will just be interesting to kinda watch their uh, defensive recruiting, I think, you know, to see what Cal what kind of caliber of player they're going to get with a must champ on board. So uh, he's still got some time to recruit as well. So it'll be interesting. I'll be keeping an eye on it. Um, now, actually, uh, Colby and I, this our feature last week with uh, DeAndre Hartwick was so well-received that um, Colby lined up for us this week. Uh, DeMarie Crockett from uh, Little Rock uh, Christian, uh, running back, also a hoops player. We learned that during an interview. Uh, he came on the show with us for about 12 and a half, 13 minutes earlier today. And we're going to play that for you now. This is uh, Chuck Livingston from the Hogcast, uh, joined by my main man, uh, Colby Yarbrough. Colby? Hey, how's it going, everyone? We've also got a very special guest, uh, Junior, uh, athlete from um, uh, Little Rock Christian, uh, Demarie Crockett. Demarie, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing today? We're doing very good. excited. Very excited to have you on. Uh, you know, last week we had a uh, DeAndre Hardwick on the show, uh, and it was such a hit that people wanted to hear from more uh, the exceptional athletes around the state. 
and um, and Colby was like, well, what about Demaria Crockett? And he said, all right, if we if you can get him, let's do it. And, and here you are. So um um so I, I, how did how did y'all's uh, season go this year, Demaria? Um, we actually went six and five, but we made it to the playoffs for the first time since 2009. And we were just we were just a great team this year. Should have went deeper, but we had injuries. During the season. Oh yeah. But we'll be yep, even yep. better this coming up year. Y'all got a lot of guys coming back next year. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'll be pulling for y'all. Um, just like I said, that's a it'll be an interesting story. You know, it's always good when a team breaks through and gets back to the playoffs and sort of restores that pride in their program that was once there. You know, it's you, your group will probably be one of those groups that always sort of they'll always remember. You know, when they're winning state title in five or six years, they'll say, "Man, I remember that first team that went back to the playoffs." You know, that was that was inspiring to me. Yeah, that's exactly what it's uh, to be. But they, you know, as long as you keep working hard, I've no doubt that'll happen for y'all. So, uh, Colby, you had a couple questions you wanted to ask uh, Demaria. Is that right? Yeah, I was just wondering how you, the recruiting process is going for you, and some of the schools that might be showing you interest at this time. Oh, I'm receiving interest from a lot of SEC schools, all right. But the main ones are Arkansas and Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, and I've heard some from Alabama. Mm. <laughs> those are, those are some heavy hitters, man. Yeah. Uh, who uh, who have you talked to from those schools? Which ones? I mean, are you leaning any specific way? Or are you sort of taking it all in right now? Oh, I'm just taking it all in right now. No, I can't tell anybody now. Absolutely. Is, uh, do you speak mainly to Barry Lonnie or Coach Lonnie and or Coach Thomas or a little bit of both of them? Or uh, from Arkansas, I speak mainly to Coach Lonnie. Okay. I know he didn't. He visit this past week. Yeah, he did. He came hey. to watch me play um, basketball in the Moulton tournament. Oh, you play basketball too? Oh yes, sir, I do. Which uh, do you like football or basketball better? Oh, football by far. Oh really? Basketball is just something you do to pass the time until football. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> Who uh who from Alabama have you spoken to? Have you gotten to talk to Coach Saban or? No, his name is Coach Napier. Okay. They uh well obviously you know about Alabama. Uh, is there speaking about Arkansas? Is a uh, a guy like Brett Bielma being in place, Coach Bielma? Um, is that sort of a that's got to appeal to a to a, to a back, right? Like knowing that he likes to run the ball with a big offensive line, sort of a run first thing. Is it? You know, or you do you want to go somewhere where you can get twenty, twenty three carries at night? That would be nice if I could go somewhere where I could get twenty, twenty three carries at night. But I'll just have to make my decision off you know what's better for me as a good academic school and also as a good football program. There you go. See see for me, I don't even think about the academics when I'm talking about these things. You know, for me it's sort of a you know, it's sort of like, man, who, who's, you know, you hear about these SEC schools, like, man, that's awesome. That's an awesome opportunity. But, yeah, you've got you've to go somewhere where, you know, you'll, you'll get a good education and, you know, you get the, be- you get the best fit. You know, how, how important is fit, you know, as far as like, like a cultural fit when you're looking at these places? Like, you know, as far as fitting in with people, things like that. Like, do you, are you looking at all that right now or are you just trying to separate the, you know, the herd from everything else? Like, is it, you know, 
like student life, how important is that going to be in your search? Uh, student life is going to be very important, you know. When I go somewhere, I want to feel at home. I want to feel, you know, I just want to feel comfortable. And I don't want to feel out of place. I just want to know that I'm somewhere and that, I, that I'll be good. Absolutely. So uh, who else has come to see you play? You said uh, Coach Lunny came and watched you play hoops. Uh, has anybody else come yet? Is that something that really happens in, during senior year? I would say it'll probably happen more during the spring, but the only other school that's came to visit is Ole Miss. Are there any schools you're looking to visit uh, this summer? I know a lot our camps you're looking to attend. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely looking to attend an Ole Miss camp, an Oklahoma State camp, another Arkansas camp, and Baylor and Memphis. Those are the only ones that I have down for sure, but there will be a couple of more. Oh, Memphis, is that, uh, is that Coach Shebest recruiting you? Yes, sir, it is. Okay. He's a uh, he's been around a while. He's a former Arkansas assistant, and he uh, he was a great player. Once you know, Memphis had a big year this year. Um, you know, trying to go for ten wins in the bowl game, so that'll be a, that, that's an interesting situation there. Uh, yeah. So so tell me tell me about these camps that you attend. Have you attended any yet? This year, or as far as this past summer? Uh, this uh, this past summer, I guess. Uh, yeah, I actually I attended Memphis last year. I attended Arkansas last year, but the rest I didn't attend. So, so how do these camps go? Like, you show up, you stay overnight, you stay a couple of days. Like, what, what do you actually do at the camps? The camps that I show to, I mainly go to the one day camps mm-hmm. just to show, you know, like, because they do like the main stuff. They do like the shuttle time, the 40. They send you through a couple of drills at your position. You get to interact with the coach a little bit. The coach will get to see you. You know, in action, and see how your work ethic is, and how you how you take it when you mess up. If you hold your head down, are you gonna keep going, keep working hard, and push forward? That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure at these things. Yeah, yeah. Some people take it differently. How how did you take it? Uh, It was natural to me, you know. That's great. That's probably what they're looking for too. Yeah, just kind of getting the opportunity, you know, you got to step forward and take advantage of it. That's a that's a pretty big honor, too, considering that they, they had you out there and, you know, it seems like they want to have you back. So that that's pretty awesome. I mean, they uh, – so when uh, when football's over, you play basketball. Uh, what do you do when basketball's over? Do you, you run track or anything? Do you just get into off-season football? When basketball's over, I go straight to off-season football. And um, how many of y'all typically have out on the football team at uh, at Christian? Uh, we don't have many that come to basketball. I think it was only about four four or five of us that went to basketball. The rest of the team stayed over there. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, well, we had a couple of guys that went to baseball, too. On football, how many guys do y'all have out? Like 60? Yeah, we have around 60 at Little Rock Christian. Uh, that's, that's probably a pretty good number for that for that level, you know. They uh, do you play defense too? Yes, they did play me as a outside linebacker for some during the season. Ooh, so so you're 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 a pretty versatile guy. You can kind of do it all. Yes, sir. I would like to say that. 
<laughs> without sounding too uh without sounding too conceited yeah i mean I, I i can dabble in a number of different positions sir that's that's pretty impressive you know you, you got so much specialization going on nowadays that it's sort of difficult you know like it's good to see somebody kind of take some pride and, and play both ways offense defense and you know and give it their best shot you know so um oh, yeah. you probably you probably won't do it in college but you know can but you're able to do it so that that's great uh Colbs, you had a question about um, about uh, you had another question lined up, didn't you? Yeah, you're, I, so I assume you're going to uh, play running back. Um, I noticed on your your video, I mean, you're you're pretty fast. I don't, I don't know if you run like probably four five four four or what whatnot. Uh, do you uh, return kicks or punt return as well, or is it just uh, running back and then uh, a little bit of outside linebacker? Uh, I'm actually back deep on kickoff return. That's my favorite. I love kickoff return. Ooh. Well, I mean, are, are, you know, they uh, that's the that's sort of like an underrated uh, position to me. You know, people think you can just put anybody back there, and they yeah. can produce, but uh, but that's probably not the case, is it? W- w- what makes a good kickoff returner? A good kickoff returner, he has great vision and is very explosive. Any kickoff returner. That's a good kickoff returner has to be very fast, have vision, very explosive, and he has to hit it. He can't branch through the through the um, wedge. I like that. See, I mean, because again, like as a fan, and I, I basically consider myself more of a fan than anything. You know, it, you always see sort of the end result, but like you wonder why some guys are better at it than others. Like, why was Devin Hester so much better than you know another kick returner? You know, and they're all fast. All these NFL guys are fast. But having yeah. the vision and being able not being afra- be afraid to run it up in there is is probably the biggest trait. So, um, you think you'd like to have an opportunity to return kicks wherever you go at the next level? Oh, that would be nice to be able to return kicks. But most most running backs don't end up returning kicks. It's probably like a very fast cornerback or a safety or something like that. That's usually how it goes. And like a backup at that. So yeah. Because you know the, the, you can't have your you know you can't have your starter out there turning kicks so yeah uh, or or it's not it's not um it's not the best idea anyway <laughs> no it's not because <laughs> uh, of something terrible you know they um so 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 what do you want to study when you get to where whenever you decide to go like what what is your prefer as of today obviously these things can change what what would you want to study what would you want to major in what do you want to do um after college. During college, I would, I would want to major in business. I want to get try to get my master's in accounting. No, nothing wrong with that. You like I know, numbers. I, I, I didn't. I, know. I had some trouble <laughs> yeah. with my accounting classes in college. I'm really good with numbers just in my head, playing around with them in my head. That's why I like accounting. Well, somebody's got to do it, you know, so if you like doing it, because I'm with Colby. I sure didn't. Like, I... Numbers for me were always kind of hard, like math and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, so you you'll you'll get no competition from me uh, in that department. So, uh, and who knows? You know, there, there might be a there might be an NFL future in there for you too. I mean, you can handle playing in the NFL for two or three years, right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, Demare, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us, man. Um, this is a real honor. Uh, wish you the best of luck and on in the gym this year, this uh, winter, 
best of luck in the recruiting process. Of course, we'll be keeping an eye on it. And uh, anytime you want to come back on, you just get a hold of us, all right? You know where to find us. Yes, sir, no problem. Hey, we appreciate it. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. And uh, once, just a huge thanks for uh, Demarie Crockett for coming on. You know, like I said, I know he's a busy kid. He's got a lot of things going on. Junior year is a huge year in high school. Colby, what did you think about Demarie? You know, I've watched him in his videos really fast, and um, you know, I didn't know he re- he returns punt or kickoffs as well, and he really likes doing that. So wherever he goes and plays, that's going to be a big bonus. Uh, you know, he can come and play right away, maybe kickoff returns or, you know, play running back as well. Corliss Marshall type is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I didn't want to, you know, compare him to to Corliss with all the struggles that Corliss had on the hill. But, I mean, I when he was explaining his game to me, I was thinking, oh, yeah, Corliss Marshall. And, you know, by the way, Corliss Marshall, for all of his trouble off the field, was a pretty talented player on the field. So, uh, yeah, that's not a backhanded compliment. I mean, if he comes in as a Corliss Marshall type, that's only good for the team and the fans. Um so yeah, I was impressed with him. Seemed like another good kid. You know, he said, you know, he like he said he likes playing basketball, but football is his first love. You know, so he's just a, you know, seemed like he had a lot of school spirit. You know, he said he was happy to put a uh, Christian back on the map and, um, and a know, real smart kid wanted to say he, he or he's wanting to master in accounting. Yeah, he wanted to get his masters. I mean, I can't even spell masters. You know, <laughs> for a kid to already be thinking on the line like that when he's still, you know, uh, you know, great kid. He's gonna do well wherever he goes, and you know, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that situation. And, um, you know, and we told him just, you know, get back at us. If everyone wants to come back on, we'd love to have him on. He he brings a ton. He's more qualified to do what we're doing now than Logan ever has been. So, <laughs> Man. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> Shade. Uh, all right, so we're going to transition into our um, – Logan did some, uh, some, some bang-up reporting for us the other night. Um, wait, are we going to do – you want to talk about Ty's story or do you want to talk about the suspensions real quick, Logan? Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about Ty's story. So okay. uh, me and my brother-in-law, we went ahead and went out to the championship game. We had two Razorback uh, prospects to check out, Jordan Jones from Smackover and uh, obviously Ty's story from Charleston. Um, Jordan Jones honestly impressed me more than about anybody else on the field. Um, the kid is fast. He's a speedster. Uh there was one play that stuck in my mind particularly. Uh, it was like an NFL blitz play from me and Charlie's uh, golden days. Uh, it was a tip drill at about the 25-yard line. and He just grabbed it out of the air and just took it to the house, like 77 yards. Uh, it was he, Nobody was catching him. Like, obviously, you know, I can't really tell how fast everybody else on the field is, but Jordan Jones is by far the fastest. He was blown by people. Um, so that was good to see. Um, tough story. He's one of the most accurate quarterbacks I've seen in a long time. Um, that's exciting, obviously. Um, the only thing I didn't see was a lot of deep balls getting thrown. Uh, kind of curious to see if that was more a uh, hindrance on his uh, talent around him or if that's just maybe his arm strength isn't there. Um, but for the short to medium range passes, he was good. And obviously he can run the ball really, really well. I think he ran for almost 100 yards, right, Colby, in that game? I think 130. 130-something, yeah, 137, I think. Yeah, yeah, so the kid can play ball. I have no doubt he's going to be a great quarterback for us. I just don't know. Um, from what I saw, I don't know how good his deep ball is, but um, obviously there's film out there of him throwing the ball really well. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. Uh, high school to college is a big transition. Uh, I think it'll be good because I do, I do think he will redshirt next year. Um but he's going to be a good one for us. I think he really will. Charlie, you saw him play last year. What did you think? I sure did. Uh, I saw him on a cold, rainy night in Charleston in the state semifinal. Uh, it was a football game I covered. And uh, like you, he was very accurate considering the thing. Uh, 
Earl Bulldogs had a really good pass rush. They sacked him about four times, but it didn't seem like he shied away. He kept stepping into his throws. He was putting the ball on the money. Uh, the thing I liked was that he put it where his guys could catch it and run. Like, you know, you see a lot of times a guy will complete a pass, but they have to, like, stop in midair and reach back for the ball. And, like, they're down where they catch it at. But, like, he was putting it on guys, whether it be a slant or an out or – you know, or, or, a, or a, a hitch, he was putting it right on them to where they could catch it and make a play and get some yards after the catch, you know, and I think that'll be a big thing. K.J. Hill, Will Gregg, uh, those type of uh, Jordan guys. Jones. John Jones, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, so, yeah, uh, I, I saw the same thing. He's big. Ty Story is so big. Oh, yeah, that, oh. Was, the, that was the first thing I noticed. They went to go, like, uh, do the coin toss at the, in midfield. He was bigger than everybody else out there. Yeah. Now, and you know, and you've seen him since I have, so I don't know if he's put on some muscle. He was kind of thin when I saw him last year. He looked pretty muscular was, to me, man. Yeah, and like I said, I'm sure he's worked on his body since then too. I mean, he, he, he don't get me wrong, the guy wasn't some, you know, some pipsqueak out there. But I'm saying for a guy who's probably six five, he was kind of small. But you know, he, um, obviously, you know, the, you know, and he's a guy that's going to enroll as soon as he graduates from high school in December. So he'll be on the hill absorbing the playbook. Colby was telling us he's going to go to. Not bowl practices, but he'll be there in the spring, right, Cole? No, he'll actually do – him and Will Gregg are going to be doing bowl practices on campus, bowl Ooh. practices. So, uh, Will Gregg's about to sign his uh, athletic uh, financial agreement and get so paperwork. You, and so, they both will be practicing next week with the team. So, you lied to me when you said he's not doing the bowl practices. Well, I didn't know that and then uh, found out he was actually going to. So. <laughs> You're Colby a liar, Colby. <laughs> you lied to my face. You lied to me in the group text. <laughs> Uh, yeah, here's, I, uh, the, here's the thing about Ty. He knows how to win. Right, exactly. And that's something, you know, how often do you hear on the new, you know, every weekend in the NFL, college, you know, Arkansas, for, for perfect example, this year when they were losing to Ant, when they lost those heartbreakers, Arkansas just doesn't know how to win yet. They don't know how to close games out. Ty Story, he has literally won the last 29 football games he competed in in his career. Granted, it's 3A football. Uh, but he beat some pretty good teams on the way to winning those. I mean, smack, uh, smack over is no joke. Uh, you know, last year they beat uh, Glenn Rose. They beat Earl. I mean, they, they've won some big games against – I mean, they beat Boonville twice this year, uh, who's who everybody loves. You know, like the, I mean, they're a team that has – that literally has seen about everything. And once you get used to winning, it's sort of um, – it's sort of it's sort of the same for us here at the Hogcast. You know, it's it's contagious. You want to win all the time, and uh, he strikes me as a real competitive guy too. You know, so um, you know, just um, I'm looking forward to it. I uh, I'm you know I I wasn't sure what to think about him running the ball so much, but um, I also at the same time am excited that he's sort of got that aspect to him. I don't know how much read option Coach Bielema is going to have him uh, running on the hill, but uh, just to, just to know that it's the possibilities are there. That adds another wrinkle to the offense, I think, right? Yeah, I agree. I think uh, I don't know exactly how successful the running stuff will be when it gets to the, you know <laughs> SEC West is rough. You know those defenses are a lot different from three A. You think it's football. a little bit better than Class three A football? A little bit better, but I think he can. I think he can already do similarly to what Brandon Allen's doing, except now he adds legs. So right. you know that's a, that's a huge asset. And I think it's more accurate too. So I mean, he's going to be an asset. I just think uh, I think he'll. I think the red shirt will benefit him a lot and get his body ready. Right, a lot of people are ready to see him under center, uh, but that's just not realistic. I mean, a true freshman, you have to be a – I mean, think of the true freshmen that have been successful in the SEC. I mean, Tim Tebow, they sort of – he was sort Peyton of a Manning. part-time player. Peyton, yeah, Peyton Manning was probably the, the best example, but, of course, he's Peyton Manning. Uh, Ty Story's probably not going to be Peyton Manning. Uh, I hope he is. 
but I, you know, being realistic, uh, you know, so you have to be a pretty special type kid. And I mean, I'm, I think he will be, I think he's got the intangibles, but uh, I'm with you, you know, he'll, he'll redshirt next year. He'll be entrenched in the playbook. And man, by the time he's a redshirt freshman and Brandon Allen's departed campus, he, I mean, I think he'll be in the mix just because, you know, he's, he's seen everything. He's done everything. And, uh, he's got the physical capabilities of, um, you know, of, of, of anybody you'd want, you know, and that's, that's something you can't teach. Um, you know, and he seems like a smart guy too. So, uh, looking forward to the Ty Story era. Most definitely. So I guess we go ahead and talk about the suspensions for the Texas Bowl while we're here. Unfortunate as they may be. Yeah. Uh, Bert actually, uh, came out and said that, uh, Carol Washington and Rohan Gaines are going to be suspended for the Texas Bowl. Carol's a senior, correct? So he's That's done. That's right. So his and last then, game was and yeah, and then Rohan Gaines is a junior, so uh, Bert said he has the ability to earn his spot back uh, in January. Uh, what do you guys think? How do you think that affects our game plan for Texas? Well, you know, I thought the, the secondary was a really improved part of our of our team, and we've all sort of made Rohan Gaines jokes on occasion, but he's been solid for the mo- – I mean, he's gotten better as the year's gone on, let me say that. Um, you know, so I think that's a – you know, I think that's a problem. You know, anytime you're down two guys like that. Now, Josh Liddell's going to get some snaps there, I know. And he started against Ole Miss and uh, played very well. I mean, the whole defense played really well. Um, so, like I said, it, it's it's not what you want to do. But, uh, of course, Burt takes his discipline very seriously. So, um, you know, he's a guy that it may hurt us in the short term, but I think it'll benefit us in the long term as a program and as a team, you know, that guys are – sort of getting their their medicine for for their wrongdoings you know he didn't say what it was they were suspended for you know i read the story and that's that's sad you know hopefully it's nothing um hopefully it's nothing serious but you know I, you gotta you gotta trust brett when he um when he suspends somebody because he he's not just doing it for no reason he's you know he he takes the stuff very seriously so you know my hat's off to him because it's it's not always popular to discipline kids but it's something you have to do yeah, I think, um, you know, it's definitely a golden opportunity for Josh Liddell to come in. And, you know, even if Ron Gaines comes back, uh, maybe it's a chance where he takes over the starting row for next year. Uh, kids got a lot of talent, and uh, he, he did well against Ole Miss. And I'm with you. You don't, We don't know what happened, but, you know, hopefully, uh, of course, Carol Washington, his time's up, but hopefully Ron Gaines can, you know, whatever it is, learn from his mistake and, and is able to come back and become a better person and uh, or, you know, whatever happened, a person and on and off the field. Yep. So, Colby, you got some more recruiting tidbits for us. I think we'll probably end on that note uh, with your whatever you have left for us. Yeah, um, we talked about, you know, last week we were talking about Jalen Barnett. I told, you know, I was saying how we had a really good chance of getting him. Well, it appears that Arkansas, he will not sign with Arkansas. You know, not not sure of the story there. Um, apparently, it's mutual. Um, and I think Oklahoma backed off, too. So, just, I'm not sure if the whole deal is, and you know, I want to, you know, speculate or anything because you never know what it is. Um, um, then, then we got Jalen or Merrick. We've been talking about him and uh, Collie Hot, and both of them are uh, midterm signees. And um, we should hear something the next two weeks, kind of where they're going. Uh, I feel pretty good about uh, Merrick. Um, you know, I think it's probably between Arkansas and Florida State. Maybe Florida comes in there, but um, I feel pretty good about Arkansas's chances with Hot. And um, you know, I, I think it'll probably be Baylor, Oklahoma. But um, you know, I would not be surprised if he chose Arkansas. And, then, you know, we were kind of worried about K.J. Hill, and um, Greg uh, was quoted in the Arkansas Democrat by um, uh, Richard Davenport. He was saying, you know, don't worry about K.J. Hill. He's like, I wouldn't be signed here if we weren't for sure that, you know, he was coming on board too. So, 
you know, and, and Will Gregg in that uh, same article, you know, was basically saying he's 100% hog. I know people were wondering about him wavering and, and taking other visits, but he's coming in, getting his his paperwork done, and he'll be in here next week practicing. So, you know, I think that helps definitely with uh, KJ coming in. Right, and I was one of the guys concerned about KJ as well, so that's very exciting. What did uh, what did uh, Greg say? You know, there's all sorts of food and hospitality. What you know, like it'd be a shame to pass that up. It's like a free uh, vacation, he said, which makes sense. Absolutely, I mean, yeah, Why I mean, not? Why know, not do it? You only if get they that still want, once. if they still only have you, if they if they still want to have you out, there's no reason to go and and see. So you know. Um, yeah, I, I agree. kind of nervous when they take visits because you don't know what you know Alabama might say and it might change his mind you know toward the end. But you just kind of hope um, that doesn't happen. I know uh, that pretty much the whole offensive staff and Coach Bielema visited uh, Hill tonight, and uh, you know hopefully that just uh, you know helps our end you know keeping his commitment. Right, exactly, and you know, and he and he committed for a reason. He really like he you know he must really like Arkansas, and you know it's just one of those things where. You know, you want you want to make sure this is a big decision. You know, here's the thing. I mean, if you're going to play, you know, you've got a future to think about. There are a lot of things to consider um, when you're committing to a college, especially if you're an athlete. You know, and you want to make sure you fit in. So, listen, I understand. I was concerned. I feel a little bit better now. Uh, and again, it's all, it's all about what I think. So that's good. Um, you know, so um, so I'm excited. But yeah, I mean, it definitely put my mind at ease for sure. Um, so anyway, uh, do we have any questions? Anything like that? Uh, there's one thing that I was going to touch on that someone on hogfans.net asked about. They were kind of asked about the, the whole Ryan Mallett issue. Um, there's nothing new to that, but I did hear Chris Mortensen say on the radio the other day that um, he expects uh, Mallett to get another contract with Houston. They're really impressed with him, not only on the field, but his uh, locker room presence and just the, you know everything off the field as well. So, you know, that's some good news for him. Uh, you know, I was really nervous about, you know, him not getting another contract with them and, having to play or, you know be a backup somewhere else but so you know it's some good news well and on top of that there uh ryan fitzpatrick who's starting now is because ryan's been hurt uh he got hurt today as well so uh so it seems like he's not going to be leaving an impression either it's sort of uh one of those deals where you know they're just gonna be waiting until next year and you know hopefully they can work something out that's fair for both sides and Ryan makes good on his opportunity and because um, you, you don't always get that chance so so that's encouraging but anyway, if that's all we've got, man, this has been a uh, kind of an ADD edition of a uh, of the Hogcast. You know, we had another uh, interview. Uh, we talked a little bit about Texas. You know, we'll be back next week, of course. We'll preview the Texas game because it'll be on the 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, we play basket. We play on Saturday. Is that right? Yeah, we had a couple games, right? Yeah, uh, I think Saturday and Monday. Saturday, Saturday and Monday. Yeah, yep. so we. Not sure when we might uh, record, but we'll certainly um, we'll have another uh, episode out for you as well. Uh, we'll preview Texas. We'll bring it recruiting up to date. We'll talk some more hoops. Uh, if you have any questions, don't be afraid to get a hold of us at thehogcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at thehogcast. Facebook, we're the Hogcast. Uh, basically, if you Google Hogcast, uh, probably you'll turn us up. Uh, guys, you got anything to add? Not that'll do it for me. It was a good show. Uh, talk to you guys again next week with some more exciting Texas uh, preview. Thanks for listening. As always, I'm Chuck. That's Logan. That's Colby. And uh, appreciate it. Merry Christmas, everybody.